This is the Fantasy Football Zone. The advice you are about to hear does not reflect the views of 98% of fantasy football players. What the hell is he talking about? Too bad. Here's PJ and Todd. Hey, welcome to the Fantasy Football Zone. My name is PJ. He is... Todd. Yes, and we are just going to give you a plethora of fantasy football advice all season long. Now, don't actually think we're going to help you win your league. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we said advice. We're not, uh, you know, we're not the experts. We're not getting paid handsomely for this. So. Let's be honest now, right? Yeah. What do you think it comes down to between injuries and luck percentage to win your league? Or waiver wire pickups. Exactly. The guy that does the 30 to 40 waiver wire pickups a year. Right. Yeah, that guy. Uh, probably I'd go 75-25. I would agree. I'm bitter. Yeah. I'm bitter. I had a great team a few years ago. <laughs> Melvin Gordon got hurt on the first play in the playoffs. Boom, I lost. So yeah, you don't you don't get over those kinds of teams. I had Odell Beckham go down last year and I had to make a costly trade to rewrite my season. But yeah, it's those early season injuries they can kill you. How many David Johnson people are out there? Raise your hand. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of them. A lot of them. But you know. That's why we're here. We love the game. Brand new season. Everyone's healthy. For the most, most part. part. Yeah. <laughs> so here we are. And what we, you know, we started the show. We want to do the typical, who are you going to start? Who are you going to draft? Should I trade for this guy? We'll cover all that stuff too. But we're all about having a little fun with this thing too. So <laughs> when I was talking to Todd beforehand, the first thing we want to hit on is, what are your draft day traditions? And for your league, man. Well, first off, let's do this. Poll out there. How many of you drink and draft? I would hope it's going to be about 95%. 90, okay, you think it's that high? I would think, right? Because a lot of times that's kind of the point of fantasy football, <laughs> to get together with your friends, have a little fun, and hopefully win, right? Well, I was a weirdo then for for the First, probably 10 years of doing fantasy football, sober, had everything marked down. I mocked it about six or seven times of who I thought everyone was going to pick. Yeah, I was stone cold sober doing the draft. Last uh, probably 10 years, no, I'm, I'm, I'm partaking in it. I'm, I'm drink drafting and uh, 50-50, I think I've done all right so far. Yeah, I think, and you know, some people don't drink and that's completely cool, but I, I hope you're having having a burger and some fries or some wings. And, and again, because really it's about getting together with yeah. your friends. Uh, you know, you see all the time these leagues that just have hilarious things for the the person who finishes in last place oh, and yes. have to do something embarrassing. Mm -hmm. And that's really what it's all about is to have a good time. I mean, and if you win, it's just kind of gravy at, at for me anyway. Yes. In fact, you know what? We're also going to be active on Twitter all season long. So if you want to tweet us like some of those pics of those last place trophies or punishments, we would invite you to do that. Again, our Twitter handle is Draft That Guy. So that's where you'll find us. Again, the Fantasy Football Zone at Draft That Guy. And yeah, we'd love to see those pics all season long come rolling in. Well, yeah, because maybe we'll take some of them and use them for our leagues Probably, too. Probably, yeah. I think we can. But uh, so tell me about. The uh, you guys draft a little later, but tell me about the uh, your tradition of if you draft a Thursday night guy, 
going into the opening weekend. So what we do is we draft the Saturday before all of the games start on Sunday because yeah. we like to draft as late as possible. Mm-hmm. And most of us can't get together the last weekend in August or Labor Day. Yeah. The only thing that creates is if somebody major gets hurt on Thursday night, obviously they're not going to go as high as they would otherwise. Yes. Luckily, so far, we've never had that affect us, and we've probably done this for at least 10 years. But the rule is if you draft a guy on Thursday night, because you can put that guy in your lineup and use their points. Okay. So if you draft a guy, you're doing a shot. So if you really want somebody, because what happens every year is you'll get a third or fourth receiver who has a nice opening game, gets a nice double-digit score, and somebody is always going to reach for that guy because they want to play him in their opening week, and then they're usually dropped probably two or three weeks later. Well, you know what? You're going to get that guy. You're going to get his points. You're doing a shot. You're doing a shot. You know, last year they had uh, Patriots, Kansas City, and Kansas City went off on that Thursday night opening game. Remember Kendall Hunt? Welcome to the NFL party. And Alex Smith looked pretty good. Tyreek Hill. And then, of course, he had the Patriots. So, there was probably about, what, eight or nine shots then with the uh, guys taken from that game? Well, there was one guy who actually loaded up. He took uh, oh, really? Hunt, Travis Kelsey, and I want to say Hill. I think okay. he took all three of them. And it actually paid off for him pretty well because all three of those guys had good seasons. Yep. But, yeah, he had at least three himself. <laughs> well, Thursday night this year to kick off the league season is going to be Atlanta and Philadelphia. Oh, so. uh, Julio Jones. Yeah. <laughs> One, right? Cue it up. Yep. <laughs> There's a lot of guys. Well, Philadelphia, they're exactly. an interesting team, right? They are right now. And some reports are saying Wentz might not be ready by week one. So I, we got to keep an eye on that stuff. It's Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who. I think they're going to have a little bit of a running back by committee. I mean, they have, you know, J.A.J. Yep. Uh, I, I personally like Corey Clement kind of as a sleeper yep. this year. He looked good in limited time last year. You don't know who's going to be throwing the ball, like you said. It's going to be an interesting fantasy team. Yeah, it will be for Philadelphia. You never know what you know that backfield yields. For it's like a cluster of, of what I want to say, almost half the league. It seems like you have this dual kind of running back position. You don't know who to start. Who's going to really stand out or not? You they tell you who they're going to go with, but then when the game hits, no, it's. I always blame uh, Shanahan for that one from Denver years. Well, and you you run into these teams that that play the hot hand, right? Yep. So if they have three solid running backs, mm-hmm. I generally try to stay away from those those mm-hmm. teams. I'm still a guy who I like my running backs. Yeah. And I like to have a couple of running backs all warm and cozy by the time the first two rounds are done. I just feel like you're going to find a wide receiver off the waiver wire that's probably going to perform a little better mm-hmm. than a running back. So it scares me not having the running backs. And I, I understand going wide receivers, especially if you're in a PPR league, wide receivers value go up even more than a non-PPR. But I'm, I'm a, I need a couple of running backs in the first two to three rounds to feel good. Okay, that leads us into our next topic here, the draft day must. So you are a running back guy. You believe that that first round you got to snag that running back. Right? I need him. I need him to feel good. You yeah, I, I did take Antonio Brown a few years ago when I had, I believe, the number three pick. And I, I didn't love any of the running backs at three, so I took Antonio Brown, and, and mm-hmm. I had a good season. But then the problem is, in a, in a 12-team league, by the time you get to the third round, and this is another thing, you have to know your league. 
Yes. Are you? Are your other players going to be taking running backs? Mm-hmm. Or are they going to? We our league is great, but you always have somebody who's going to take a tight end a little too high. So well, it's Gronk, the Gronk it, guy, right? He's yeah. always gone in the first two rounds. Yeah. Uh, we have an MVP category in our league where the top performing person and the four main categories get a little bonus at the end okay. of the season if you have an MVP. Have okay. Yes. So that little extra incentive there. I yeah, for me. I go, you got to have solid quarterback. And I, if, even if it's in the first round, I, I like taking, it depends again, what your league scoring system is. But if you have that quarterback, the Rogers, the Brady, heck, even Russell Wilson from last year, who was the highest scorer in some leagues, uh, total points. If you can bank on getting at least those 30 points every week, I mean, and as an automatic, I mean, I, that's that's where my feelings are on quarterbacks. I, I I rate them a lot higher than anyone else, especially in my league, too. They think, you're nuts with drafting the quarterbacks. But I say, guys, look at the stats. If you've got one of those top guys, you can almost pencil in 30 points each week from them. And I'm a get a guy in an eighth or ninth round quarterback. So. <laughs> but, but this year, though, I can see that because the depth is pretty – I mean, it, from – I mean, you got your top guys. You've got your top elite guys. But then after that, I mean, it's a crapshoot. And probably all the way down to, like, the 15th or 16th best quarterback, you're going to get good production this year as opposed to other years because we've got guys that are actually putting up points this year and and are pretty good quarterbacks. It's going to be interesting because, for me, you get down to around 10 and lower. Mm -hmm. They're very interchangeable. Yes. Um, you know, Matt Ryan is always a guy for me. Matt Ryan had a down year last year. Matt Ryan seems like he has an up year and a down year. Yeah. So Matt Ryan for me is going to be one of those maybe late round starters or a great backup in case you run into a scenario where, again, what Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers both got hurt last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you need a solid backup because playing the waiver wire on quarterbacks. Oh, that's always rough. Yeah. You, you don't want to get stuck with Josh Allen. Josh Allen or uh... – I can't rip him, but Fitzpatrick, you never know what you're going to get out of him, but he's been somewhat solid sometimes. But, yeah, if you can draft a, a decent backup quarterback. I mean, in fact, one league I drafted, and I, I had Brady, and then I had Kirk Cousins as the backup. Worked out okay for you. So far, so good. We'll find out because it's for this coming year, but uh, <laughs> we'll find out about that. But, uh, you know, those are some – yeah, any other draft day – Things you follow going into the draft as much? Or? Yeah, I have to make sure by the time the day is over, I've had at least eight sliders. <laughs> just eight? No, yeah, just eight, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm i the type of guy, and I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of you out there, I hate my team by probably oh, like the yeah. eighth round. When you're looking in the book and you're like, ah, oh, crap, I got to get this guy with, with this heat pile I'm looking at here. Is that yeah. real? Yeah, yeah and, and you there's always a couple of guys I, I have my eyes on but I feel like I'm going to reach and it never mm-hmm. fails that somebody swoops in and grabs them. And so then you sit there and you question everything. Like last year I took DeMarco Murray at the 12. I had the 12 and the 13 yeah. cause it was a snake draft. And I took uh, DeMarco Murray. I want to say over Melvin Gordon. Um, I'm trying to think who else was there, but it was obviously a bad pick. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I'm the type that after I take somebody, I can't just sit there and go, okay, I feel good about this. Mm-hmm. You look and say, ah, I should have done this. I should have done that. And uh, so pretty much draft day must for me is just two solid running backs. 
two backs. That's what I want. And you see how that worked for me last year, taking DeMarco Murray. <laughs> well, we never know until the end of the year if they're solid or not. Exactly. <laughs> well, let's see. A quarterback, yeah, I, that was one of them. And trust your gut. If you really want a guy, here, here's my philosophy, and this is going to be great, especially for those that you don't you don't trust your picking at all. But if there's a guy you really want, I don't care if you're picking him ahead of time or not, go for it. Because you never know when that guy's going to explode and have a 2,000-yard season and like 20 touchdowns as a running back or a wide receiver that's going to blow up. So if there's a guy you really want, you may as well pick him because there's nothing worse than thinking – Man, I really wanted that guy, but I didn't take him. But I could have, but I didn't take him. So, I mean, it's all that. That uh, that drives me nuts, too. So, I, I am always, I guess, you know, the top four or five rounds I've got pretty well set. But then after that, it's like, trust your gut. Throw it against the wall, right? You that's, never know. Well, that's what this all is all about. Well, I mean, Deshaun Watson, was he even drafted last year in most drafts, you think? He was, he was a big waiver wire well, guy. he was... I want to say late, very late. It's probably like the class we've got coming up here with, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield, Darnold. I mean, again, it depends if you're in a keeper league or not. But I, I don't see most of these guys, you know, coming on anyone picking them, even Rosen in Arizona, who probably has the best chance of, you know, doing something uh, this year. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't. Those are probably the guys, like you said. Sean, I don't think anyone uh, – it was late round maybe, but I think he was a waiver wire. Yeah, he's definitely a flyer, right, when, yeah. you're, in the, when you're in the 13th, 14th round. Mm-hmm. We have 16 rounds in our, in our okay, league. Yeah. I fully believe maybe take a kicker, maybe – Kicker's the last pick always. See, defense is always last pick for oh, me. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Uh, you know, the kickers – kickers and defense, I usually wait. I mean, and it never yeah. fails. You get somebody in your draft taking a kicker or defense in the 10th round, and mm-hmm. you say, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, there's always the guy that's got to pick Goskowski ahead of everyone because he's the number one kicker in the book, so you got to pick him. And right. Then, yeah. I don't know. I just think, and this year with the quarterbacks too, I, I like Marcus Mariota. Mm-hmm. I think he is going to have a good year. Derek Carr I know is a little bit of a question mark coming back off the injury. But there's going to be some some solid quarterbacks late in the draft that you could – grab as a backup or again like I'm going to probably take a starter in the ninth or tenth round I just again if it's Aaron Rodgers if it is one of the guys you absolutely Tom Brady uh Andrew Luck he scares me a little bit I know people have him high yeah but what's he got coming off off of what a year and a half of playing yeah a year and a half he hasn't played the reports are he's throwing it like he used to but again when you get into that game action we'll we'll find out but yeah he's He's going quite high. A guy that people are way down on, and I, I don't understand it. I, well, I do because the team was crap last year. Part of that was coaching. A lot of it was injuries. Eli Manning. I've seen him on waiver wire, or he's available way late. you got to think about that. He's still got Odell Beckham coming back from injury. He's going to have now Barkley in the backfield, so they're going to have a running game for the first time in forever. And they still got uh, Sterling Shepard out there as well. So, I mean, he's got Evan Ingram at tight end. He's going to have some great weapons on offense. And people are not looking at him at all. They just think, oh, it's washed up Eli Manning. Well, remember last year, three of his top receivers went down in back-to-back weeks. He was throwing to guys that were uh, 
work driving cabs for crying out loud in New York City the week before, and they're up <laughs> suiting up. I mean, it's Eli. I think he's going to be a sleeper this year. Even Derek Carr. Remember Derek Carr last year? Yeah. Everyone, he was a keeper in some leagues and everything. Yeah, he's like down in the 20s in some of these books. Right, and he's got a couple of guys to throw the ball to, and Amari and Jordy. Yeah, so, I mean, he's got some targets this year. So it, this is the first time in a long time I can think of that quarterback is actually this deep. So like you said, like when you usually take your quarterback late, you don't have to worry about it because you're going to get some decent production. Plus, it is a passing league now. We all know that. <laughs> so, you you know, he's going to put up points. Sling it around. Yeah, Eli, there you go. That's that's the first nugget, PJ telling yeah. you to go out and get Eli. Get Eli. Yeah, people are sleeping on him. And I'm not saying he's going to be your starter. I'm saying, you know, he could be your backup. But at least you've got him in your back pocket. Now he's going to get injured week one because I said that. But other than that. <laughs> Way to go. Yeah, send all your hate tweets after week one to uh, me at Draft That Guy. Again, Fantasy Football Zone. So, yeah, so when Eli Manning goes down week one, I'll hear all about it. No, I think think you're right. I mean, the guy obviously – what he went from almost being benched, I guess he was for one game yeah, last year, and 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 turning around to okay, now I got some weapons out there. Let's see what's going to happen. And the new coaching staff as well with uh, Shermer, the uh, former Vikings offensive coordinator, going over there, and yeah, the passing game, and now with Barkley in the backfield. So I mean, that's what's looking good for these quarterbacks uh, coming up this year. It's it's going to be deep. Of course, I we hear it. Green Bay Packers starter Aaron Rodgers is back. He's going to be motivated. He's going to be the MVP. Yeah, he's going to have a great year, but all the quarterbacks are motivated. So, I mean, to use that as the basis of he's going to have a monster year because he missed all this time. Yeah, I believe that, but, you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks are motivated this time of year, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, Kirk Cousins, he's going to have some things to prove in Minnesota. Yeah, not $84 million, I think, guaranteed. He's got a... Alex Smith basically yep. kicked out of Kansas City because they got Mahomes yep. is the is the new shiny new toy that they yes. have there. He's going to have some things to prove in Washington. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be interesting. So quarterbacks this year don't fret if you don't get one right away. Like I my strategy usually is to get one because yeah, they are pretty stacked this year quarterbacks pretty deep. So uh I mean, you're going to have guys that are usually picked going to be on the waiver wire in a lot of these leagues, which is it's strange. I, I One league I'm in, Cam Newton wasn't picked. <laughs> Think about that MVP candidate a couple of years ago, and, you know, he's he's always danger with the with the running, rushing yards, throwing the ball. But. Yeah. So you've, always, you've already had one of your drafts then? Yes, I have. Okay, so I have to ask you, who was the number one overall? Number one overall, it would be Todd Gurley. Okay, that's hard to argue with. Yeah, but me and you, we have a – we're kind of so so let's transition now we're going from the quarterbacks we're basically covering the money positions on this week in our first podcast here of the fantasy football zone we're going to cover wide receivers tight ends defense kickers all that other stuff on our uh, next episode but you know running backs you know quarterbacks running backs your your money positions running back here we go and uh yeah Todd Gurley number 1 in a lot of the books it's between him Le'Veon Kamara, I guess it depends on whatever one you look at. But me and you, we both kind of have the same feeling about Gurley. You know, monster season was awesome last year, but what did he do the year before? Yeah, he scares me. I just, <laughs> I love him. And yeah. I love what he did with yeah. everybody saying, thank you so much. You basically won my league for me this mm-hmm. year. Because championship week for a lot of, oh, a lot of leagues, yes, he, he was me. huge. Yep. And what does he go and do? He says, well, donate some of that money to my charity. I yep. thought that was fantastic. That was awesome. I just I don't know why, and I'm sure he's going to have a great year, but for some reason, if it were me, 
drafting number one overall, I don't think I would go Todd Gurley. It's just my own personal, I don't know why, it's mm-hmm. just a feeling I have. I, I am with you on that because just from the history, you go back to his senior year in Georgia, he got the horrific injury. Comes in with the Rams, pretty good rookie season, all within the same kind of calendar year. Then that second year when they moved out to L.A., not so much, struggled a lot. Blew up with a new coaching staff last year. McVay's got that offense running along great. But uh, that, that injury history is it tells you this is the year that maybe the bothersome hamstring or some something like that may slow him down this year. Now, so with that being said, make sure you take him number one overall. <laughs> yeah. He'll make his case for the Hall of Fame this year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, you got that. We've got the whole Le'Veon Bell situation in Pittsburgh. Once again, they cannot figure out how to get him in camp, how to sign him to a long-term deal. Big question mark there. He's not showing up. We don't know when he's showing up. We know, though, he is a obviously num- first round, heck, number one overall back. But until he shows up, man, you've got to have contingency plans of maybe handcuffing him with uh, James Conner, the other uh, running back, the Terminator Part 2. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If you take Bell, number one overall, you better make sure that Conner's coming on your team somewhere down the road. Yeah, because, I mean, you'll you'll have to pick him up somewhere. I mean, I'm not huge on handcuffing because I think the league now, how they use running backs, it's not as – I mean, prevalent or it's not as need worthy as you needed to be in the past. But in that situation, uh, yeah, Connor, I think you've got to have him if you've got Bell. And you never know, right? The backup at the start of the season on the depth chart, to your point, you don't know if that's going to be the backup Mm -hmm. six weeks in, if somebody else is going to step up. And just because they're getting the starts doesn't necessarily going to mean they're going to give you any stats. I've seen that before with handcuffs, too. Yes. So, I mean, you've got that situation in Pittsburgh, so that we'll all have to pay close attention to that to see if he reports here towards the end of preseason as we're getting down there. I mean, I, I heard it, too. I, I think when Emmett Smith, long time ago when he held out with the Cowboys, the saying was, well, he, he's going to hold out the whole season. Well, when the paychecks start stop coming, then they tend to report. So, I mean, that could happen here like week one or two so. We'll see. Let me ask you about how do you feel about Dalvin Cook? I love the guy. He's obviously coming off of a – I think this will be his year that – well, it's got to be this year because he only played three or four games last year before suffering the big injury. So I I like him in the system, how they've got it set up for him. Um, I think in a PPR league he's going to give you a lot of value because they'll be looking to use him out of the backfield as that kind of weapon as well because, you know, the Vikings, they lose Jarek McKinnon, who goes to San Francisco, and he kind of filled that void as the guy out of the backfield. That would be your third down back. So now Cook, I I, I don't think he's going to play every down, but he's going to be up there, and uh, I I think there's good value there. First round, Maybe, but second or third for sure, you got to grab him. Do you like Barkley? What do you, is he going to be Saquon? I'm big on. Yeah, I do like the bar. I mean, I think everyone likes Barkley right now. I just everything you're hearing about the guy, it's just he's got the biggest quads that we've ever seen. Quadzilla, they're calling him in Giants camp, and I mean, what he showed you at Penn State was just. Wow, he he could do everything. He was catching out of the backfield. He was running 80-yard touchdowns. I mean, guy's huge. So we'll see if it's Penn State backs. I always 
you always go back to Kajana Carter and they 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 go back those Penn State running backs kind of give you the uh, I don't know but I think he's legit. Okay, it'll be interesting to see. I like Cream Hunt. I think he's going to have another mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to have a sophomore slump. I think he is the real deal. Mm-hmm. Uh it's somebody I'm going to have my eye on. I'm drafting 6th in okay. a 12 team. So I like being right there in the middle. My guess is he'll still be there when it comes to me. Uh, Alvin Kamara is another guy I like a lot. I, yep. I'm in a non-PPR. This okay. is this particular draft I'm talking about is a non-PPR. Mm-hmm. So for for a PPR league, I think he's going to be even more valuable. I think so, too, because with the Saints, you've got that they still love getting Mark Ingram his touches. And that's – I mean, even with how they worked that last year and how Kamara now is ranked this year – with Ingram getting his touches, I mean, that was pretty amazing. I don't know if they can pull that off another year here because defenses are going to be more knowledgeable of what he can do. Obviously, he's going to be out on the perimeter. They're going to spread him out. They're they're going to work him into the passing game, Kamara. But, yeah, with Ingram, too, I, I, I if you're in a PPR league, I love Kamara. If the non-PPR league, I, I don't know. Late first round, I guess. Do you think, with Ingram being out for the first four weeks, that he'll be obsolete by the time he gets there in week five? Now, just hypothetically. Um, I don't think so, because they, they always seem to work him into the system, even when it looked like he was on his way out a couple of years ago. I mean, heck, last year they signed Adrian Peterson. They thought he, he was going to be the answer to throw in with Ingram as well, and Peterson then got traded by, I think, week four or five. So, I mean... Ingram always seems to be in that backfield in New Orleans. They they try to get rid of him, but he is just back. And I, yeah, he's out the first couple games with that suspension. But uh, is it suspension or is he injured? I can't remember. Suspension. Suspension. Yeah, four week suspension. You have a suspension list too. <laughs> well, yeah, it's important, right? Yeah. I mean, because if you start your season up four, you <laughs> do not take Mark Ingram yeah. so, thinking you're playing him in the first couple yeah, of weeks. So, first four. I mean, you've got that situation going on as well. So we got our obvious top backs. Who do you think are some sleepers out there that, you know, with the situation it is in the NFL, it is a passing league, but we have a lot of these backfields where there's two or even three guys that are going to touch the ball during the game. What what do you like in like deep draft here, like deep sleepers? Uh, you know, I threw Corey Clement's name out yep. uh, early on. I just I like what I saw from him last year. I think he could be a deep sleeper. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Tevin Coleman down yep. in Atlanta. He he kind of took a step back last year, but again, if you can pick him up late in the draft, I think I think he's going to be solid. Um, well, what do you think about Adrian Peterson for for Washington? You I, think he's somebody worth picking up? I think he is. I honestly think he is because that offensive line, they've got some – it's return of the hogs kind of thing where they've got some big linemen there in Washington. The first preseason game looked pretty good. They worked him in. They've got really no one else to go to, and he's motivated. Um, so I think – and I you can get him late – I think for the value, it, it might help you out to to see get an Adrian Peterson. I as as much as that surprises me to say that after what he did last year and he was hurt for most of the year, I think this might be actually the right setup for him because you, who his quarterback is? You got Alex Smith. He's not throwing deep balls, so you've got already a 
it's kind of like a Vikings offense from years past. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how they're going to use the tight end. They'll use crossing routes, quick routes, and whatnot, and then they'll pound with the running game. So I think in Washington, it, I I think it could work, and I think it's worth a flyer late in your draft. If you need him on your bench, I I have no problem taking it. I think you know, and we talked about we talked about uh, James Conner. Yep. Even even if Bell comes back, I that's somebody Love that him. I'm going to target late. Um, you know, and none of these guys are. Uh, mm. You're going to be like, oh, I never heard of this guy. Yeah. But it's just guys I like. I like Nick Chubb in Cleveland. Okay. Um, See that Cleveland situation? I don't know why they they went after Carlos Hyde, and then they still have Duke Johnson, who's great in PPR leagues, and now they got Nick Chubb out of uh, out of Georgia. And it's like, who are they going to go with? But, yeah, I believe you, man. I think Chubb is the guy that eventually, by the end of the season, he's he's the one for you. Yeah, and, and I like Aaron Jones, too. Again, okay, he's yeah. out the first two weeks. But he showed some flashes last year. Um, you know, I think Jamal Williams is going to be the guy in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. I do think – now I'm talking – you're looking for guys to throw against the wall in the 12th, 13th round. Yeah. This is where you want to take Aaron Jones. Don't leave him out on the waiver wire. Grab him, sit him on your bench for a couple of weeks, and maybe he'll be something you can use uh, middle of the season. So, again, uh, there's, those are kind of yep. some guys that I like that I'm going to target late in the draft. We'll, yeah. we'll find out, I suppose. In PPR leagues, I, I still like Deion Lewis in Tennessee now, new place. He's kind of a – I love the uh, Twitter picture they tweeted out of him right next to Derrick Henry. Did you see that? I did not. He's like a Smurf next to Henry. <laughs> Henry's huge, and Deion Lewis is like 5'6", and he's short. But, man, I, I do like him, and especially in that offense with Mariota, maybe trying to dump it off and uh, Lewis coming in. So I like him. I go to the Patriots, and I don't know why, because you never know what week who Belichick's going to go. But uh, Sony Michael, the first-round pick, a lot of people are not on him because he might miss the first couple of games due to injury. But there's something about Belichick in picking a running back in the first round. He doesn't do it often. I think this is the first time he's picked a running back in the first round since Lawrence Maroney. So I, he, there's something he likes about that guy that he sees in him that I think uh, once he gets healthy and on the field, I think he is going to do some damage in New England. And, um, I mean... Like I said, there are a lot of these situations. There's, you know, Autry Cohen, Chicago. He showed a lot of flashes last year, too. So if anything happens to Jordan Howard, he's going to be in there right away as well. So, I mean, you've got a lot of these backs, that, these two and three back systems now. McKinnon, we talked about him going to San Francisco. Uh, you've got that situation there. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of depth as well at running back this year. LeGarrette Blount, he's in yeah. Detroit now. Is he going to be their touchdown guy? I mean, how many times did Stafford throw from the two last year? Ex- yeah, and that's the scary thing with the running backs too uh, on why my value of them has gone down over the years is because of how many teams are throwing at the two-yard line. Yeah, It's, it, it's kind of decreased their value a lot, especially those bell cow backs that are trying to, you know, pound it in. <laughs> You're yelling if you've got one of them in your backfield. Oh, I was mad at Miami last year with Jay Cutler throwing interceptions at the two-yard line. When That's had, weird. When I had Jay Ajayi in the backfield, run the damn ball! Jay Cutler throwing interceptions? Oh, no way, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so Jay Cutler screwed me over a couple times last year, and now he's on E, so. Yeah, I hear his new show is yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he's good on the show. He was terrible on the field, but yeah, he's... <laughs> 
He's awesome on the show. Good for you, Jay. Yeah. So there we go. A little rundown of the QBs and running backs, the money positions, we'll call them here on the Fantasy Football Zone. So we'll cover our draft special 2.0 coming up later on. Again, we're going to be going over wide receivers, tight ends, defense on our next show. Again, we want you to interact with us on Twitter. Draft that guy is our handle. So again, that's how you can get involved with the Fantasy Football Zone. And every week to end the show, we're going to ask you a question, kind of to lead off our next show. And these are going to be uh, all all over the place kind of questions. That That's the beauty of fantasy football that leads us to this. So the Twitter question this week is going to be, and we'll start it off next week's show, who is the guy? It can be past or present. You just can't draft. He gave you that heartburn all year. And... He's burned and ingrained in your memory. We all have that guy. Everybody has him. Oh, you, you. <laughs> you got, I could just see oh, I have you. my guy. Okay, well, so next week we will answer that question, and we want your thoughts on that. In fact, later on this week, as we're getting you ready for the drafts this weekend, and heck, week one is coming up on us as well. So, again, later on this week we'll come out with our part two of our draft 2.0 special as good, and we'll go over the wide end, wide receivers, tight end, defense, kicker. I guess I almost left them out. Kickers are people too. Yes, they are. They 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 get your points. I, I yeah, I got a crazy story. Maybe I'll save it for later in the year. But Dan Bailey helped me win a championship once, so I I gotta love my kickers. There you go. No hating on the kickers. Yeah, so again, the Twitter question this week: Who is the guy, past or present, you just can't draft? So let us know at draft that guy on Twitter. And we'll talk to you a little bit later on this week with our 2.0 Fantasy Football Zone. He's Todd. I'm PJ. We'll see you again later on this week. This is the Fantasy Football Zone. Follow us on Twitter at DraftThatGuy.